DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are joined now by Barry Trammell, sports columnist for the Oklahoman and NewsOK.com. He's on the Sprint special guest line. Sprint makes it safe and easy to get what you need online. Please visit Sprint.com for online services and local store availability. Barry, good morning. Hey, guys, how's things in Salt Lake? Oh, probably pretty much like you think they are. I don't think... I don't think we're doing anything that unusual or different than anybody else. How about you? How are things in Oklahoma City? We're going to to have an NBA season, a a Thunder Thunder Jazz first-round series. I can't guarantee you that. It's too close, three, four, five, six. I think they're going to play. I I know that people have their reservations, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of money at stake, and I think they're going to play. But I can't guarantee you it's going to be Jazz Thunder. Well, I hope they do play. I need some basketball. <laughs> so I guess the uh, we have a couple things we want to talk to you about, and we can hit the basketball first before we get to the college football. Uh, has Chris Paul been very visible in Oklahoma City during this? Because it seems, I mean, he's got the title. He should be a key player. But it seems like the stuff I'm reading, his influence even goes beyond his title. And he's the president of the Players Association. But it seems like he's everywhere in every conversation with everybody right now. Yeah, he's not been terribly visible in Oklahoma City. We've had one Zoom call with him on a local basis. That's it. But I think you're right. I think he has become, it sounds to me like the uh, agreement that they came to for the uh, for the 22 teams in Orlando, it seems like with help from subordinates that this was largely a Chris Paul Adam Silver concoction. So, uh, speaking for the players, Chris Paul was now in the recent days. We see that there's some dissent. You know, other people are saying some other things, and so we'll see how it plays out. But I do think Chris Paul was at the forefront. Of this agreement that we've uh, that we came to, what's been now ten, twelve days ago. Yeah, with that in mind, it did seem like at the time that the players were on board, and now we're hearing a little bit of backlash as far as Chris Paul and the leadership of the players' union. Do you think that that's a surprise to them? Well, I I, I have to think it's a little bit of a surprise. Um, it's sort of a little bit funny that it's led by a player who's not going to play no matter what we do, Kyrie Irving. Um, I do think, though, that the uh, the protest movements across the country have had a have had a factor in in, in the, the thinking of the players. I do think that's a major consideration for them. So I, I can see where the needle has moved. And some of the things they were considering, they you know they have to consider other things now. So I'm not saying they're not they're not valid, but uh, I do think it's a little bit of a surprise because I don't think the NBA would have moved on the uh, suggestion without without pretty pretty big confidence that this would uh, this would be widely accepted. So are you hearing anything uh, from the organization in Oklahoma City as far as the ensuing season, when it might start, if there could be fans, could it be pushed back, or is that just a big series of question marks and who can guess now? Yeah, we don't hear anything from the Thunder. Uh, we've actually, we get, we get more solid news out of the North Koreans than we do the Thunder. 
it's one of the you know the lockdown societies in, in American sports. Um, you know, ESPN reported that Clay Bennett made the made the plea for all thirty teams, which was interesting when when that went down. That now seems fairly quaint because it looks to me like if we go any direction from twenty two, we're going to go down, not up. With you know the coronavirus numbers uh, rising in Orlando, doesn't seem you know doesn't seem as uh, fail safe as it was a couple of weeks ago. But uh, yeah, no, the Thunder really hasn't given us any indication what's going to happen. So the other big story, obviously, was uh, Gundy with the T-shirt. Uh, what was the general reaction? to folks in the Oklahoma in Oklahoma City area but the state generally as far as that went well I mean most of the fans are outraged that Gundy has come under fire we're a red state Donald Trump's opening his campaign Saturday in Tulsa going to have a big rally in Tulsa so this this is Trump territory this all really stems back to April you know if Gundy had just shown up with an OAN t-shirt going fishing most people wouldn't even know what he's talking about what, what it even refers to i don't think chuba hubbard would have known but in april we do our one and only to this to this point zoom call with with gundy on uh, since the pandemic started and unsolicited he goes on a uh, he goes on a preamble in which he uh, endorses trump in which he calls for a quick opening of all athletic facilities and he gives us about a five-minute sermon on how the mainstream media is uh is not to be trusted and he's discovered this great new network one america news frankly it's the first time i'd ever heard of it and i've never heard of it since in any other context except mike gundy but it's clearly a pro-trump organization which if you like Trump, that's fine. But my point is, if you're a college football coach and you support Donald Trump publicly, exactly how are you going to go recruit 18-year-old linebackers from Dallas and Houston and Tulsa and Oklahoma City who are black in this environment? I don't think you are. And we saw that bubble over when, when Chuba Hubbard tweeted out, hey, this is not acceptable. I'm not participating in anything Oklahoma State related. Hubbard is not just some player. He's a All-American tailback, a great player. He's a guy who endorsed Gundy's program in the winter by coming back. He could have went to the NFL draft. Instead, he uh, he says, I want to play another year. So not a rabble rouser. He's not a troublemaker. He's a, he's a guy you're proud of to be in your program. And here he's calling out his coach. So I think it's a problem. Um, they, they issued a video late last night. And it was a little bit of a strange thing. Hubbard apologized for going to social media. Gundy didn't really apologize, but said he's going to try to do better. But it's a mess. It's a total mess in this day and age. I don't see how a college football coach can connect with uh, black families when uh, he's uh, so politically to the right. 
So Gundy's been there 15 years, and I was reading some stuff. There's some national people out there who are just, you know, the tail's wagging the dog. The football coach is the most powerful program. Nobody holds Gundy accountable. This isn't the first time. They went to other controversial stuff he's said or done. Uh, None of this happens in a bubble. You know, for a while, he was on a tremendous run. Uh, they were averaging 10 wins a year. They had double-digit win seasons at Oklahoma State six times in eight years. But the last two years, he's, thir- or he's 15 and 11, and he's 8 and 10 in conference. So is the power wobbling there? Is he winning enough? Because winning's a massive part of the equation. Well, he has... He has burned his bridges with the administration, and not just not the winning, not the one loss record. He's been hard to deal with from an administrative standpoint for quite some time, and the fans, most of them are still with him. Most of the fans like him, but he's really just become. Your analysis was spot on. He's not really been held accountable for some of his actions. Feuding with donors and administration, uh, dallying with other jobs that he clearly is not interested in taking. Um, the uh, the deal in April, which you know, forget the forget the Trump part about it, forget the network part about it. Just the idea that in early April, you're saying, "Hey, we we need to open up May 1st. Nobody in America was calling for that. Uh, that was in defiance of the Big 12 and the university and everybody else. So he's he's not made many friends in high places. So this was, you know, now if, if the players are now revolting, you know, you're getting it on both ends. I don't know. It, to me, it's an untenable situation. And I think Oklahoma State would like to move on from Mike Gundy. They just don't really know how. Hmm. That's interesting as far as moving on from him. What type of support does he have from influential alumni? Oh, it's whatever support he's got is mostly Regents-based. Uh, you know, he famously feuded with Boone Pickens for the last 10 years, eight years. So he doesn't have a ton of big donor support, but he does have Regents in his corner, so... Uh, you know, maybe that's all that's kept him from from cutting him by now. That in the contract, you know, he's got a huge contract, big buyout. You know, these are times which, you know, no college, no university can afford to just pay somebody off going down the road. So, you know, those are all, there's financial situations, there's political situations. Heck, you, you know, you got to worry about the fans because, like I said, the fans are mostly in his corner. So, it's a big mess, and it's what happens when you let a coach sort of float out there and, and uh, be his own, be a, be a lone soldier without any accountability. So where do they fit in the Big 12 going forward? Because if he wins, uh, he's going to keep the fans. If he doesn't, well, then he's in trouble with some administrators, some players, some fans. Man, it really starts adding up. And your record isn't as good. Where do they fit in the Big – how good are they in the Big 12 going forward? Well, this coming season, they, they should be really good. They've got, their, they've got their playmakers back, quarterback returning, superstar tailback, superstar receiver, and Tylen Wallace. Decent offensive line, and they got most of their defense back. They're going to have – on paper, they're going to have a great year. 
on paper, they're as good a pick as any to make the Big 12 title game against Oklahoma. So it could be a special year for OSU football. Now, you know, they still got to do it. But you're right. If you know they, they could they could win big, and that you know that makes Gundy uh, even more empowered. He could also uh, fall flat, go eight and five again, and all of a sudden he loses more support. So it's it's an interesting situation. Of course, we don't even know what's going to happen with this season. So you know they may not even get to play 13 games. But it's a uh, it's wild times in Stillwater. I tell you, you they don't really. You know, you, we, we, in, in this state, we look to Norman for sort of guidance on here's how things are running and this is what the future looks like and here's what we should be looking for. And we look to Stillwater for crazy things to write about. So they're, <laughs> they're supplying them. <laughs> so it seemed like by uh, the thing broke earlier in the day with the T-shirt, and you're right, I had never even heard of the OAN uh, until I saw it on the Van Gundy thing, and because I heard a oh, T-shirt, and then I open up the story, and you know, what the heck is he talking about? And then I saw him, what is this? And I had to become educated on what the actual network was. I had no idea. And then by the end of the day, it seemed him and uh, he and the player are hugging, and and Gundy's talking about making changes. You have any idea what those changes would be? No, I have no idea. Um... I don't know what he can change. I mean, if the players, you know, how do you, at the least, at the least, Mike Gundy is insensitive to the Black Lives Matter movement, at the least. I don't know how you change just that. I mean, if you're the head coach of a college football team, I mean, you, you need to show some sensitivity, even if you don't agree with it. Keep your mouth shut and and try to at least listen to your guys or don't make waves. And I think that's really what, what they wanted. You know, all kinds of players have been tweeting in support of Chuba Hubbard, saying all kinds of things. I, I think Gundy actually has run a pretty good ship in terms of culture, treating players right. You know, they don't, they don't allow the coaches to cuss players. They take pride in, in giving players a, a good experience. And like I said, Juba Hubbard himself endorses the program by his decision to come back. So I don't know what Gundy can do to show that he actually is sensitive to the, to the concerns of the entire movement. Uh, you know, if... if <laughs> If you're if you're not sensitive to something, can you just change by saying, "Well, I am going to be sensitive." I don't know. Uh, it's not rocket science. It seemed to me anybody's paying attention for the last three weeks realizes that something has changed in our country. This wasn't just some you know flashpoint, and all of a sudden we go back to the way we were. This this seems different than anything we've seen in the last fifty years. And for Mike Gundy to not realize that, to me, is alarming. Well, the thing that occurs to uh, that occurs to me as I listen to you spell this out is that there must be other college football coaches who support Donald Trump, and none of them have said or done anything like Gundy. No, you're exactly right. I mean, those that if if you. If you really want to make a, 
you really want to make a stand for Trump, you do what Tommy Tuberville, get out of coaching and run for Senate. That's what Tommy Tuberville did. He may, he may make it to Washington, which is fine. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to be take sides politically here. I'm just saying if you're, if you're coaching college football players, if you're recruiting high school football players, I don't know how you sell anything if you come out for Donald Trump, because clearly they're on the other side of Trump. I'm not saying who's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's the divide. And if you're on the opposite side, I, I think your ability to do that job is impaired. And that's the problem Oklahoma State has. Yeah, I, I, I get what, I get what you're saying. I think we get what you're saying. Did any of that thing with Utah and the Morgan Scally thing? Did that make any uh, make any dent in the news back in Oklahoma and Big Twelve country? Uh, repeat that question. I don't know if you were aware of the Morgan Scally thing. With um, he sent a text that included the N word, and he sent it to a recruit's family down in Houston. I don't know if that made any waves in Big Twelve country. Oh yeah, yeah, we, we you know. And we've, we've, uh, we, I've read, that, you know, and these things have popped up around the country. We saw what we saw at Iowa and Clemson and Florida State and a variety of places. So um, what, I, what I see is this. I see players are empowered in the last three weeks to step out and say more. And, you know, for years, for decades, for a century, players have sort of acquiesced to their coaches. They've kept quiet. They don't make waves. When they do, they sort of stand on their own, end up transferring, don't really uh, have much, uh, have much uh, uh, walkway. That seems to have changed to me. Players now feel empowered. Players are saying, hey, listen, here's what I see and here's what I think. And they've sort of got coaches and programs and universities a little bit on the run because they're not accustomed to this. They don't know how to react to it. They don't know how to respond. And players have a voice and a power that maybe they've always had but didn't know that they could use. And we're seeing more and more of them use it. Barry, we'll leave it there. As always, we appreciate your perspective. Thanks for coming on and talking a little uh, NBA and a little college football with us. Well, I appreciate it. I hope we have, I hope we have some basketball soon. That, that would be nice. Barry, thanks for coming on. See you guys. See you later. There's Barry Trammell. He's a columnist for the Oklahoma NewsOK.com. We can't thank him enough for coming on. He's come off. Come on the air so many times for so many different stories. Conference realignment, in-studio during the NBA playoffs, Big 12 college football stories. Uh, he's one of our go-to guys, PK, and he's always good. Absolutely, he's always good. He's opinionated. He's been around for many, many years, and he's willing to say stuff. It's an interesting situation. On and I and I get what he's saying, and, and he's he's a trained journalist, and so like myself, you're just you're uncomfortable taking political sides because it's not the way you were brought up in the business. TV might be different, but as far as newspapering, you just don't do that. But it's interesting how one can wear essentially whatever, and it's acceptable, 
but if one wears something that I didn't even have any clue about, and par- apparently Trammell didn't have any clue about either until April and, and hasn't heard about it since until this thing came out, that you wear a T-shirt and you've got to go apologize for it on some, not even a widespread network, apparently, if... It's not. We. I. I, I got to admit, man. I'd never heard of it. The only reason <laughs> I, like I to think I have yeah. at least I have a clue of what's going on, but I had no clue on that. The only reason I'd heard of it is because there was a time where uh, Fox News did a poll, and it wasn't uh, good enough for what Trump thought it should be, and he was critical of them. And then one of their hosts criticized him about something, and I don't know what it was, but the two things happened back to back, and he tweeted out something about how. Fox News wasn't what it was, and OAN was the network you should be watching. And then immediately they let an OAN reporter into the uh, press conference. And so it was, a, it, and it was when they were social distancing, there's a limit on who's supposed to get in. So for 24 hours, it was a story. That was the first time I'd ever heard of them. That was about three months ago. And it's not widespread. A lot of people can't see it. They don't. The story I read about it at the time said a lot of people don't realize what this is. But apparently it's on the air in D.C. So the people inside the Beltway know what it is. Oh, yeah. Okay. But a lot of us don't know because it's not on our cable system or it's not on our satellite system. So. But it was a whole thing there. And on what side you're on, you got to be careful. That's for sure. And I get what he's saying, because you're appealing to folks that wouldn't fall in that demographic, most likely. Right. But there's 130 coaches out there, and we don't know the politics of a lot of them, not that specifically. And those coaches haven't been called out by their players. So there's, there's a way yeah. to negotiate it. And Gundy, but Gundy's a little bit of a bull in a china shop. He's always been that way. I think even if people don't know a lot about him, they probably remember, I'm a man, I'm 40, that thing. I mean... Okay, so there's a way to negotiate it. Basically, if you're conservative, be quiet. Stay in the closet. Is that the way to negotiate it? Well, that's one way to negotiate it. But I think the other way is talking about letting your players have a voice and uh, you know stuff like that where you have an issue but not being as brazen about it. Wearing a T-shirt is brazen. Today it is. I, it wasn't three months ago. I don't know. Depending on which side you are advocating on that, whatever that T-shirt says, that's my whole point. Yeah, if you're over here, you better stay in the closet. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Syringa Networks, home to complete business telecom and IT solutions, backed by an industry-leading SLA that guarantee, guarantees the uptime your business needs. It's effective communications for 21st century Utah. Get started now at syringanetworks.net. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. You ever think you could have been a competitive eater? No. Take the structure out of it. I could eat a half gallon ice cream right now. Okay, how quick? In uh, 20 minutes. That's one segment, Lloyd. Are we ready to do this on the air? Now? The thing is, it's just not my thing anymore. You just threw it out there that you could eat a half gallon ice cream in 20 minutes. Yeah, well, you could jump on a donkey naked and ride it. But But it's not your thing anymore. Is it your thing? Do you want to do it? Okay, how many mozzarella sticks could you eat? In one sitting. In one sitting in 20 minutes. Probably 20. I've got a half gallon of ice cream in front of me, and Scotty's got 20 mozzarella sticks in front of him. Who finishes first? Do either one of us finish? And Lloyd's got a donkey. Hanson Scotty. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Join Mountainland Supply June 17th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. for Customer Appreciation Day at the Megaplex Theaters and Vineyard. 
Free Mo Betta's Barbecue. Swig cookies, swag, and prizes. Bring a can of food to donate to the Utah Food Bank. That's June 17th tomorrow at the Megaplex Theaters in Vineyard. See mountainlandsupply.com for more details. So, PK, to pick up on your point at the end of the last segment, and we just had Barry Trammell on, and we were talking with him about uh, Chris Paul and the, uh, the impact he has had restarting the NBA, and we talked about uh, Mike Gundy, the coach at Oklahoma State, and he wears an OAN T-shirt, and a star player is upset, and alumni are upset, and we talked with Barry Trammell about that. And you were talking about going into the break, well, if you say one thing, it's okay, but if you're on the other side, well, then you got to be quiet or you're going to get called out and there's going to be all kinds of heck to pay. How much of a comparison do you see, because I think I see one, between this and Colin Kaepernick? You know, if you are going to be out, if you're going to be out doing business with a wide array of people, you know, people who come from different backgrounds, different ages, different color, different politics, everything. Uh-huh. And if, you're, if you offend their sensibilities, they may want to stop doing business with you. Now, in Colin Kaepernick's case, it was a liberal cause, but there's a lot of owners who are going to be conservative, who donate to causes, and they iced him out of the NFL. And if you're Gundy, I don't know that players have the same say, but obviously they got on social media and they were upset. And to Barry Trammell's point, well, you got to go into Houston and Dallas and Tulsa and you got to recruit black players and you got to recruit cornerbacks and linebackers and running backs. And you're going to be talking these positions that are predominantly African American players and you've just offended their sensibilities. So. Do you well? First off, not everyone's that political, so not everyone has to uh, really put their. It's not that hard for people to put what they think on a back burner. Uh, but other people are more political, and maybe it is harder for them to put what they think or what they say on the back burner. But it still comes down to if you have to work with people who think really differently than you, if you express yourself really publicly in a way that offends them, there's going to be blowback. You get to do it, but there's going to be blowback. Yeah, it's not necessarily having to work with them. It's that you need them to be successful. They have something that you need. It's not working with them. I can work with you very easily if I am conservative and you're liberal or vice versa. It, it, working with you, I look at your core values as a human being as opposed to your political persuasion. I really don't give a crap what your political <laughs> persuasion is as long as you're not, you know, you're not uh a, a white supremacist say. I mean, that's just so out, outrageous. I just throw that out there because it came to my mind. You know, as long as it's within the realm of of humanity, I don't care what you what you think about whatever. We can work together just fine. Uh, but I don't necessarily need anything from you. You know what I mean? Van Gundy needs players, uh, young African Americans, to come to his program. And so what the NFL needs its sponsors to pony up the money. So it's all it's all about the money. <laughs> Do I need can you help me make more money? Well then I've got to be worried about my political stances relative to yours. And it's funny you say that Kaepernick that was a liberal cause. I could argue no it wasn't. It wasn't doing what he did was a liberal cause? I could argue strongly that's not a liberal cause. 
I realize that it became that way in terms of almost like battle lines being drawn, so to yeah. speak. But in my mind, what he did, that's not a liberal cause for what what he did and what he was trying to, I'd say, stand for. But you get the point. It was Neil for. That's not really, I don't see that as conservative liberal. A lot of people, see that you know, as, a lot of people would see it as a human rights issue and not a political right, issue. Right, that's what I'm saying. But anything. That, 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 that's the way I viewed it. Right. But anything can get politicized. Yeah, oh, for sure. And yes, we've, no we've question seen about that. that. I agree 100%. We've seen that with masks, right? I mean, we've seen multiple Republican governors ask people to wear a mask. Our governor's done it. I think the Texas governor did. I know I saw the governor of Ohio, who's a Republican, do it. And the Republican governor of North Dakota was breaking down and crying on TV. But the president is not interested in wearing a mask and has made that really clear. And so it's become, not to everyone, and there are a lot of people who say it's not politicized to me. Okay, it's not to you. But there is a group of people that I think is pretty large who it is politicized to. So anything, oh, for sure, yeah, and that's what be became the flag. I mean, the, the kneeling, it, that's why I thought it was unfortunate because it, it took away. I thought it was a poor avenue in which to ex- express it because then it became about the flag when those folks yeah. tell us they didn't mean it about the flag. But by doing it the way you did it, yep. it became about the flag for a lot of folks. And your good intentions or your intentions, whether you, some believe they're good or bad, remains to be seen. It's up to you. But your intentions then got obscured. So the issue that you chose, it got so far removed from it. I go, oh, wait a second. Maybe if you would have done another avenue, it would have been completely about that. And there would have been more attention to that. And who knows what could have happened. I don't know where it could have gone, but it became over here. And then you have the president calling those people the SOBs. And now it's become that. And it's going to resurface. And we're going to have to go through all this, whatever you want to call it, uh, hysteria or whatever word you want to choose. Words are loaded, so I don't know what word to use because I'm not, I don't have any problem using a loaded word if that's what I'm intending to do. But I'm not intending to do going to have to go through all this attention, I guess, is probably better because it's a, it's a neutral word again here when sports resumes and when the NFL resumes. And, and the, we're not debating whether how to stop police brutality. We're debating whether it's about the flag or not. Doesn't seem to me that was the intention of the point in the first place, but yet that's the debate now. We've moved away from that. So I could argue very strongly that's not a liberal cause, but I do find it interesting that, you know, what you say, or not to say, what, what you stand for, are you allowed to express that? I saw on Twitter a black conservative walking through, what was it, was it in Portland or Seattle, with the flag. And people were trying to steal the flag and were shouting obscenities to him and calling him a traitor. Uh, and a black conservative, oh my gosh, the burden that they must bear? <laughs> all the words that are thrown at them for their political beliefs that that I, there's no way i could do that i don't want the grief first of all life's too short life's even shorter for me than it is for a lot of folks the older you get the shorter it gets obviously so uh to be out there to do that uh going back and forth on that i mean that that that, that candace owens lady and then dave chappelle calls her body parts calls her out by body parts holy cow man <laughs> that's but yet he's allowed to do it and really hasn't 
receive that much blowback. What am I trying to say? Uh, much, much. Uh, he hasn't consequence got, on it. Yeah, he hasn't got a lot blowback. of blowback. Yeah. yeah, blowback. Yeah, and so yeah, that was the phrase I was looking for. So he's allowed to do that, and it's just crazy. I, I sort of sit out all that stuff because I'm not political. I'm actually turned off by it, uh, but that's just me, and I'm I'm allowed to be turned off by it, and others can get eyeball deep in it, and away we go. But this whole thing on the T-shirt was just fascinating, particularly on something that. I don't even think is widespread. And until less than 24 hours ago, I had never even heard of it. And I'm a guy in the news business to an extent, not completely, but, and that created all that thing. And then they quickly get together and then they hugged it out at the end. Did you see that? I I saw the video. Yeah. I saw the video. (laughs) I got to say, I I read about it before I saw it. And uh, the person who was writing the, the story I read, it was one of the stories that just blasted Gundy. I mean, the person who wrote the story, and I don't, I'd have to go back and look at it. I am not sure. I saw s- several things. But it was, it was a national writer who basically thinks get, Oklahoma State needs to just cut bait with Gundy. It needs to be over. And, th- and he doesn't think the administration will do it. He, think, he, thinks, he thinks that they just uh, kowtow to, to Gundy no matter what. And so he was talking. He, I think they used the term like it was basically a hostage video. It just looked wildly uncomfortable. When I watched it, I thought it was mildly uncomfortable and a little forced. I didn't think it was as bad as it was when I'd read about it. Well, of course, you're going to read about it first because that's what came out. And then once it became a controversy, then they created the video. So the video never would have existed without the controversy. Right. But, so, the, but when they wrote the story, the video was already out. So Okay. I but, had saw yeah. it before. But the thing about let's put the video together because it might screw up recruiting for Oklahoma State. Yeah. So how sincere was the video? Well, you know, every well, we don't want to screw up recruiting for for Oklahoma State because then we'll lose. Everybody gets to the yes, there's that, but I I wondered more about this year, just the divisiveness on this team. You know, chemistry. Well, then that's winning and, and losing this year, right? That's one. That's what I went to before recruiting. Okay, You're, either way, it's about winning and losing. Yes. Morgan Scally can stay as long as it doesn't affect recruiting. What? <laughs> but yet we've had people say that. Oh yeah, or they believe yeah. that. No, oh, people definitely. That's believe what we're that. talking. Yeah, yeah. So as long as it doesn't mess up recruiting, and see, he still has the credibility to go into Houston and get African American quality players to come up here and be really good, like an Eric Rowe. Well, then we're fine. <laughs> that's that's what it boils down to: winning and losing. But you've been so saying if that. You, you've if saying you that win, for, fine. You've been saying that for twenty-five years. It hasn't changed. And it, this is the latest example of it. Yep. And it's even more preposterous now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Got a surprise guest coming up for PK in 20 minutes. I think he's going to enjoy this. We're going to do the Wayback Machine. Uh, That's coming up in about 20 minutes. Next, uh, the Utes had a four-star recruit. They have let him out of the letter. It looks like he's going to BYU. Was that a good idea? We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. From Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo, wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, the Zone, and the Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280, the Zone. 
you got a couple things to hit on here. Uh, I teased going into the break about uh, yeah. uh, the Utes letting Caleb Lohner go. He's the Wasatch Academy kid, four-star recruit, good get for the Utes. People really excited about him. Steve Cleveland saying he's bouncy. If you've watched the clips of him on YouTube, man, the game looked easy for him going against kids his own age. He just he, It looked so easy for him. That doesn't mean you're going to be a star in college basketball, but you can certainly see how you could be and how Ute fans should be excited. Now they let him go. PK, uh, just to get through this because we've got something else we want to get to too, but uh, I think the argument for letting him go is why bring a kid into the program? He doesn't want to be there. If he comes in and he doesn't really want to be there, in a program that's had a lot of kids transfer, a lot of upset kids, it seems like you're tempting fate. You know, if he doesn't want to be there, and then, you know, how does that rub off on somebody else? They've had a lot of issues with that, so just cut and bait seems like a sound strategy. I get why they did it. It sucks for the coaching staff because they can't possibly replace his talent now. You know, if they hadn't gotten him last August, well, you're always recruiting a handful of kids for that one spot. You got to move on to the next one. But now all the kids you're going to move on to, well, they sign with somebody else. So that's a bitter pill for the coaching staff. That sucks. You uh, had a different take. Well, yeah, they. The kid's not going to be there whether they release them or not. It, it, the, the ability or the desire or the willingness of Utah releasing the kid has no bearing on whether the kid's going to be there either way. kid's not going to be there. It's just now he doesn't have any consequence. He doesn't have to worry about losing eligibility. He doesn't have to worry about sit out. He doesn't have to worry about not being on scholarship. So they did a magnanimous thing, and I'm not even sure what magnanimous means. It just sounds big, <laughs> uh, that by letting him walk free, but the kid was going to walk either way. So he was never going to be in the program. Once he decided he didn't want to be there, he was not going to be in the program. So this idea of why have a kid on your roster who doesn't want to be there, that was not going to happen. Once he decided he wasn't going to be there, that's not going to happen. The kid's going to go. It's just like now he can go without any restrictions or any concern. So it was, it was huge of Utah to do that in terms of being big and being the classy thing to do i give him 100 percent credit on that but having the kid be in the program was never going to happen once and and it's not particular to this kid so i want to make sure i don't want any blowback from the kid's family or whatever this is a i'm speaking generally here i think that for a kid who hasn't yet been in the program how do you know you don't like it and for somebody who made a commitment, signed on the dotted line, then you're essentially telling them, okay, man, hey, you don't like something. You make a commitment, you don't like something, you know, go ahead, get out. No big deal. You're, you're free to go. So down the line, you get married, you know, you get some hard times. Hey, remember that other time you got out and it worked really well? Get out. What, what's being taught here? And it's not particular to this individual. Not at all. If you're in the program, like Steve Cleveland said, and you're in the program for a couple years and you see you're not getting any playing time, well, he himself, a former coach, you think he'd have obviously the coach's perspective is saying you should consider leaving. Because you're not playing. And that's the essence. Kids want to play. Right? You, you, go, you don't go to college to stand on the sideline or sit on the bench. You go to play. And if you're not playing... Well, and the coach knows it at that point. After two years, you both know, you're, hey, you, you can be in the program another two years if you want, but you're probably not going to play. So it's not that big of a deal. But for somebody who has never been on the 
uh, taking one minute of official practice time and you're out the door, that, then just I'm, I'm not sure I, I totally agree with that. Now, the kid should be able to go if he wants to go, which would have happened either way. He would have gone. So I just think that under this circumstance, it's, I, I, it's not the usual transfer thing. Once you're in the program and you don't like it, so be it. But how do you know you don't like it? Well, I think, what you, I think what you said about magnanimous, well, yeah, and I think in this case, yeah, lumping him in with other kids who've transferred, they've been in the program, they didn't like it, or they thought they liked something better. Here, it's second thoughts, passing on a school. Maybe he passed on a school he really wanted to go to because of a coaching change, and we saw how well things went. He's really. It's not. Uh, it's not n- about not going to the U. It's about going to the Y, and that would make it different than the other transfers. I think what you said about magnanimous. Yeah, but for you it is. Yeah. But but not for Larry. It's not no, about I, not going to the. Right. Yeah, no, it's exclusively I get, about not going to the I, U. I get that. <laughs> you know they can't replace his talent, and you know whether whether this is the last year and he's got to get to the NCAA or whether he'll have two because of circumstances and his contract. You know. The fact is, the heat's growing, and you want you don't want to have a bad team anyway. Even if there was no heat, you don't want to have a bad team. You know, you always want to be you always want to win a couple more games unless you're undefeated and didn't lose any. So, I do think the magnanimous thing plays in their favor. I think that you can see where that can win them points with the kids they're recruiting right now. Now. Again, to the point, you know, are those recruits, is he going to be here to enjoy them? So maybe that's something that matters institutionally, but doesn't matter that much to this coaching staff. Uh, I don't think he's going to win any points with future recruits. Boy, if I don't like it, he's going to release me. Nobody's thinking that. They're thinking, I'm going to play in the NBA. (laughs) When you're 17, 18 years old, I'm going to go there because I'm going to get all sorts of shots. I'm going to show my skill. And that's why I'm going there. So I don't know that. And, and I, to me, we always say that, hey, what's good for the coach is good for the player. Right? If the coach can leave, and we've seen the basketball coach at Vegas was on the job for a few days. Now he took take Texas Tech to the Final Four. He doesn't like it. Well, not, not that he doesn't like it. It's that the Texas Tech coach resigned, and so he had roots there. So he he was on the job for, what, two weeks? And we've seen that a few times. We've seen Steve Alford agree to a 10-year deal, and then before it's even signed, he's off to to Los Angeles to coach uh, UC Los Angeles. So we see that. All right. And so the player should be able to go. All right. Well, it works both ways, so I want the coaches then, if they sign somebody and then they've had them in summer or they see them and they have second thoughts, then they could think, eh, you know, sorry, buddy, but we just don't think you're good enough, so we're not going to offer you a scholarship anymore. Even though we agreed to it, we're not, we're not going to do that. Right? You can't just have both ways one way. It has to be both ways both ways. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. PK, the way back machine. I think he's about to get some good news. Got a surprise guest coming up for him next. Stay with us.